When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, welcome to the Tag Republic podcast. The following episode is an audio recording from a live broadcast we did on our Facebook page. During the chat, you will hear questions from the audience and even shout outs we give to the people that attended. If you want to be a part of the live broadcast, please make sure you follow us on Facebook so you don't miss a thing. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. All right, friends, welcome to another live episode of The Talk Republic. I am Carolina Guzik, and today we have an amazing guest with all of us. His name is Taylor Jackson. We're going to talk about how to book more weddings in 2019, so I'm super excited about this. But before we start with this amazing chat, a couple of things. If you are watching this, uh, make sure that you share this content with your friends. Super easy. You can just hit that share button. You can tag your friends on the comment like, yo, this is super great information. Come join us. Um, however you want to share this. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, please feel free to ask in the comments below. We're here to try to help you. And last but not least, a huge shout out to all the people that have joined me on Patreon, where I'm creating blogging, marketing, and business-related tutorial, also the place where I made Taylor Jackson. So guys, how are you doing today, Taylor? How are you doing today? I am good. It's it's a very weird, I'm up in, I'm about an hour west of Toronto, and the weather system up here, I don't know what's been going on, but it's, I guess you're probably familiar with crazy weather, but um, yeah, it's been weird. So it's, everything's all ice today. It's just kind of like an a surprise ice storm. Oh, my sisters, they live in Toronto and I've been seeing pictures of their snow days, which not fun for us. Uh, don't want to make you jealous. It is like 72 degrees here in Florida, but I kid you not, I have the heat on. That's, that's Sorry, people. Well, I'll be, um, I'm in Miami next week. So oh, be, uh, awesome. you have been all over the world. Like last week you were in Tokyo. Yeah. Was, um, I was shooting. So I do pretty much like all my weddings. I would say primarily pretty much because of the weather um, are kind of stacked between like May to November. Um, and then I kind of push all my commercial work to be outside of that. So I'll just kind of schedule everything back to back. And it ended up that like December and January were pretty, pretty crazy um, as far as, as months go. And uh, a lot of, I don't know, just new and interesting commercial opportunities have come up over the past, uh, past couple of years. So it's been exciting. That sounds good. Well, before we even dive into this, what about you introduce yourself? I give like a very brief introduction. So tell us who you are and what do you do? Um, I am Taylor Jackson. I am, I'm going to call myself a content creator as a general um, kind of overview. I, it's always like you get the customs form and it's like, what is your occupation? And I'm like, I don't know, like marketing, <laughs> I guess. Um, so I 
create a lot of content um, across a lot of different channels. Primarily, I'm a wedding photographer. Um, I've been a wedding photographer for about 15 years now. Um, I got into photography in high school um, because I was going to a lot of concerts and a lot of bands, um, and I wasn't really a great musician. So I just started taking photos of everybody, and they seemed to enjoy looking like rock stars. Um, and the more that I got into like off-camera flash and things like that, I could actually make really crappy bars look really, really awesome. Um, so they were pretty excited to see like these amazing images that look like they're playing a huge stage. Meanwhile, they're playing like a little pub for like five of their friends. Um, so they were pretty excited about how I, how I could essentially lie with my camera to- um, Well, it's all about people. perception. You weren't lying, you know, you were just giving a different angle to the room. Exactly, yeah. Um, I was making them seem like what they, what they felt like, I think, in their mind. Um, and that connected, started getting published in magazines, uh, started working with a magazine in Toronto. Um, they got me access to like pretty much any artist that I ever wanted to go see, which was amazing. So um, I really spent the first lot of my years, or at least like the first two or three years, just driving back and forth to Toronto to pretty much like just go to free concerts. Like it was when you're like 17 and you can be like five feet away from like the Foo Fighters or whoever the band is, it like you kind of like aspired to, like you listen to all their stuff. Um, it was really cool to be able to just like be there. Um, that is super cool. Yeah, and then all of those dudes that I knew from like the local music scene, um, they all started getting married and started getting engaged and they pretty much, um, they didn't want to hire a wedding photographer because in that time, wedding photography was still very, very traditional. And as like musicians, as people that are kind of a little bit more into kind of the art scene and culture and um, covered with tattoos, they didn't really want just a traditional wedding photographer. Um, so they just asked me if I could come and shoot their their weddings essentially like I would shoot a concert and it turned out that um, it was a lot of fun. And then I did a few weddings that were not a lot of fun. Uh, we can talk a little bit about that maybe. Um, and then eventually I found that when you're shooting weddings for your target couple um, or the people that you connect with the most, which is essentially, I feel like I'm just shooting my friends weddings every single week. So I'll just jump into uh, a random wedding day and it'll just be, it'll feel like I'm just like in my friend group, um, even though I've really never met the people before. Those um, are the best type of weddings. Yeah. And that's like, it's so much fun. So it doesn't like, I shoot a lot of volume. I shoot, um, I did 70 weddings, 60, no, 72 weddings this year. Um, this past Hold on, year. let me ask something. By yourself or you have associates? No, no, just me. What? Um, yeah. But that's crazy. They're all my friends. Um, so it doesn't really stress me out too much. Um, I've very much targeted my business to be exactly what I want to be doing, um, which is kind of uh, the reason that I'm actually able to even do that because um, that's a, a crazy amount of, of weddings to be doing um, if I wasn't having fun. Um, and then also it's like, for the most part, I don't really leave like maybe a 25 minute drive from my house that every wedding is within a very short distance. And I've done that very intentionally so that I can do a lot of weddings and, and not be gone and not have to stay overnight in other cities or do long drives or get on airplanes usually. Let me ask you something. We're not going to kind of like go deep into this, but by shooting 72 weddings a year, are you outsourcing this? Because how could you manage such volume if you are the person doing all the shooting? Do you have yeah, any? I, um, so I outsource um, all of my post-production. So okay. I don't do any of it. Um, and then I also shoot video as well. So I do um, dual coverage, like photo video coverage, um, probably at about, I'd say 50 of those weddings this year. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have a, an editor that edits all that video content for me as well. That's um, 
that's super helpful. Um, if I wasn't doing that, there's no way that you could do that, that volume. It would just be, no, that would be crazy. Mm -hmm. So how did you get to shoot 72 weddings where these clients came from? <laughs> there's a lot of weddings around here currently. <laughs> Um, it, it's pretty much just like, I think the core of it is that I realized pretty early on that if I could be booking, um, if I could be booking venues work so that if I can do a promotional piece that actually brings couples in the door for a venue that they are going to treat you, um, like gold because you're like that they, they send me a wedding. I make some money. I send them a wedding and that makes them like a lot significantly more amount of money. Um, and a lot of the venues here, like some of the venues that run a, a wedding a day, maybe they do like 45, 50 weddings a year. Um, so if I can find a way to send them like five of those weddings um, through kind of my marketing, um, it seemed to just go really well. Um, so I became preferred vendor at um, pretty much everywhere that I wanted to work around here. And I worked pretty hard to create those relationships so that I was able to, um, to actually work over and over again at the same venues, which is um, maybe a bit of a, a controversial thing for photographers because we're creatives, but I have no problems just working the same venues um, with different couples and finding new and interesting ways to kind of do different things at the, uh, at the same place every weekend. I do love working at the same venues also because I feel, I don't know, it's like coming home. I love it. I love the people there. We have a relationship, so that's always great. And I really, like the, that you said that like building a strong relationships with your vendors is what's going to help you get more clients so mm -hmm. when you talk about that you create a promotional piece for them do you mind diving in a little bit what do you do for them yeah so originally um this would have been a venue opened um that it's like very beautiful like spanish inspired villa um they opened i'm gonna say almost 10 years ago now um maybe 11 years and they didn't have a website. They were they were in a weird partnership that I could see was not going to continue. Um, somebody was managing the food and beverage and event side of their uh, their industry, but they were not doing a great job marketing. Um, so essentially, the venue had a huge marketing problem because they weren't in control of actually booking their own weddings. Um, so I just kind of took it upon myself to essentially create their website because I had done three weddings there. So I just made at the time I wasn't doing video. Um, so I just made a huge blog post that gave anyone any information, like if they're searching for this new hot venue, that there's nothing out there on online, that they can come to this blog post and it'll tell them every single thing that they need to know about this venue um, from somebody that's experienced a couple wedding days there. And that was kind of the, the key piece of content that I think launched them at least, um, or maybe put even more in a positive way, put more stress on that bad relationship um, mm -hmm. with their partner and made them actually uh, hop out and go solo um, as they should have been doing. So I just kind of became the the marketing, the unofficial marketing director. Um, and I didn't really ask permission. I just like started doing it. I was like, this is, it's very challenging to find info. And if I can just put this all in one place, hopefully the brides that come along and are looking for places to get married in our local area, um, if they stumble across it, and I'm the one that's able to bring them all that content, um, it's definitely a positive place to be. Good. So pretty much what you did was kind of like blog post, mm. right? That were driving traffic back to their, you know, venue. Mm -hmm. Either way, you know, creating beautiful images, giving them like like a story to bright. So like, oh, why this venue would be great for you? And this is how you created a relationship with the venue. And I'm assuming then you got on the vendor list. Yeah. And then, yeah, they didn't have a vendor list for a bunch of years. And then when they were like, hey, we should have one of these, um, 
I was one of the first people on it. And it's, um, I think it's important to be on vendor lists. And it's also important, I think, to be the person that they're verbally recommending as well. Um, so when they give out a vendor list, if there's like 12 photographers on it, um, if the person handing you that list is like, but like Taylor's awesome and like this other person's awesome, if there's, it kind of narrows it to two. Um, I feel like that's a huge kind of vouch of approval, I guess. It is. And it does a lot of good things for um, for couples, just like not even like that they'll contact you and they won't even really look at other vendors because they're just like, well, if um, if they're my, my target couple, I guess, or my um, the couple that I like the most, chances are that they're trying not to overplan their wedding, that they're not going to be meeting with like 150 photographers, that they're like, we like you, we seem to get along with you, like we've made our decision. Um, so if, if I can begin that process or if somebody at the venue can begin that process for me, um, it makes my life a lot easier, I guess. No, definitely. It is. I mean, it is, uh, I think that some, every, like every single human being now it's constantly looking for reviews. And if mm -hmm. somebody's giving you like a personal review, like, Oh, this person is great. Like immediately in your mind, you're like, Oh, I'm just going to go for it because I don't have to do the extra work of looking if this person is great or not. Like somebody's mm -hmm. telling me that that person is great. Yeah. So that's always good. So let's talk about a little bit of, as of today. Let's say people that are listening to this podcast, they want to get into a vendor list. They're kind of new in the industry. They have never shot at a venue or at that specific venue. What would be your advice? Um, it's, I guess, important if like there's kind of ways that you could um, kind of hack your way into it um, as far as just like setting up a styled shoot at that venue. Um, the easiest way though is to just have a good experience at that venue um, to create good work and to make sure that you actually get it to the social media people and you get it to their event team and um, you're actually like doing the things that we all know we're supposed to be doing like giving the venue images that none of us ever really do. Um, and if you're if you begin the relationship like that that you create good work and you get them good images by like the Thursday of that week that they can use on social media. Um, one, like if the social media person is going to love you um, and they're going to be a lot more likely to tag you um, while they use your content. And two, they're going to pass your name along to their boss, whether they're in an in-house social media team or outside, um, they still have communication. So there's a pretty good chance your name is going to be pushed up. Um, and then I think it's important also to ask that if you have a relationship like that and you know that they, that they do their vendor list every December or every January or uh, whenever they do it um, is to kind of um, just like ask if you can be part of it. And how, yeah, no, definitely. I think sometimes we don't ask, we either assume that mm. their vendor list is closed or that, gosh, that venue is such fabulous place. I'm never going to make it there, mm. which is really simple, you know, go be a normal human being, do your work and, yeah. you know, <laughs> ask uh, oh how do you feel about venues that require photographers to cut a fee or like a commission fee oh um i haven't experienced that here so okay it's a positive thing miami um, is a wild place apparently <laughs> yeah well i think it's like it's it's so interesting like the more that i've um that i teach and the more that i connect with different photographers that are out there um in the world it's like every single city is its own pretty unique market that there are some like guiding principles above all else that will be, that'll kind of hit everything, but there are some strange things that happen in different cities. So um, around here, we're fortunate that um, I guess like the, the payment to be part of the vendor list is sometimes um, a couple examples around here. They, they do a yearly magazine. Um, so it costs you money to get in the yearly magazine. Mm -hmm. um, and by doing that, you're a preferred vendor, but I think you're a preferred vendor, even if you don't do that. Um, but 
It's just like they want to cover their printing costs because they're printing like I don't even know how many of these magazines. They have a lot of venues, so there's a lot of a lot of these going out. They're trying to cover costs. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the only the only payment I would say. Um, as far as kickbacks and just um, like even if you're working with like an event planner and if they're referring you and asking for money, that doesn't really happen here a whole lot. Um, it's been, I guess, conditioned maybe out of our, our system. There were some people that were very, very angry at the industry and they um, through like a series of like maybe 15 Facebook posts over like a couple of years, um, like completely changed that side of the industry. So it's, um, it's, it's interesting to have watched that just like completely disappear. Yeah, full disclaimer uh, for all the venues that I work at that I'm a mm -hmm. member of or in the vendor list, I do not. Um, they have not requested any money from me, which yeah. is good. But I have heard and I have met with vendors, uh, just few, to be honest. And they're like, oh, yeah, we need a kickback. And when that happens to me, I said, my kickback to you will be amazing photos unless you want to pay for them. And immediately, like, that conversation drops like, oh, no, then, you know, we <laughs> can't do this. So... Don't be afraid of like renegotiate those terms. Uh, it's your business and you set the rules. And if you don't feel comfortable paying somebody for referrals, that's up to you. Uh, but then again, business is different in every single city. So, you know, do what you need to do, yeah. I guess. I think the, like, just even the the fact that, or at least most vendors would see that if, if you work well together, that the payment's not going to be in the form of like a, a money kickback, but it's going to be in the form of actually get, like referring them work. Um, and it's like, cool, like maybe you may, could have made $400 on a kickback, but also you could have made like 4,000 if I'm referring somebody to you for exactly a, a full planning or a full, um, whatever they might be. So I also like to work with people that don't ask for kickbacks because then they're referring people that they think is going to be a good fit for the client and not mm -hmm. what's going to be best for their commission. So yeah. <laughs> that's just saying that. Alrighty. Another organic ways to reach clients. Um, I would say. My favorite way is not organic. Um, oh, okay. And, well, yeah. talk about this. So I just like advertising, like just a slow drip. Um, okay. Advertising, Instagram swipe up, um, Instagram ads, and Facebook. But I've kind of, um, I haven't been doing much on Facebook recently. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, just like, I guess like the, the main benefit of that is that if you're advertising, you're also attracting new followers as well. So mm -hmm. you are essentially giving yourself like the vanity metric, but also with the local people that actually care about it. Um, that are going to interact with you. So it's not just like a vacant follower account. Um, it's actually people that have seen one of your ads and that are now a follower because of that. So um, I would say creating content and creating content that's actually good um, for the world, I think is kind of the, is the overarching principle on it, that if you're creating, um, if you just like put up an ad that's like, hey, click to my website, I'm the most unique and amazing photographer in this local area, maybe some people will click through, but a lot of unqualified leads are going to come through. Um, if you are creating content that actually helps somebody like plan their wedding or do something specific in the local area, um, as far as even if like it comes down to like just being the expert on like photo locations um, for engagement shoots or whatever that are going to bring people to your site that um, actually delivers value. So they're going to remember you. They're going to share that with friends, family, whoever might be getting married. Um, and yeah, so creating good content, I think, is like the main thing. Awesome. I love that. Uh, I also love that you create all kinds of content that is not related to wedding photography, but that somehow leads to getting clients from wedding photography. Let's talk about your cooking show <laughs> that you have. 
Yeah, we um, so we started a food show. It's on season two right now, um, and it's been it's been interesting because we just wanted to do it. And actually, we so I was originally filming it as part of a different show. Um, it's we essentially the the concept of it. We just go to different restaurants um, and we do different things within the local community that are related to the food scene. Um, but because of that, it's the entire city is pretty much the audience that's built into that. That. I'm not really like marketing specifically at just like engaged couples now. It's like literally like anyone in our entire city can watch the show um, and get something from it or share it or um, hopefully laugh a little bit at it. Um, so that's kind of the concept that is just a huge market. And in this show that everyone can watch, um, I'm always the wedding photographer that Nick is the chef in the show and he knows everything about food um, and I know nothing. Um, so I, I get to ask the questions that hopefully like the audience would want to ask, but a chef really wouldn't think about it because he's been doing it for so long that um, it's, it's really hard to, to think about the questions you had as a beginner, um, like person getting into food, getting into cuisine because um, he's just lived it for so long. So I get to ask those questions, uh, which hopefully makes me relatable in some way. Definitely. Uh, and then, yeah, so it's been, it's been fun and it's done a lot of good things for just um, getting a lot of inquiries and it, it turns out that most of our market for the food show, or at least the people that interact with us and share it, um, are parents. So I'm getting a lot of referrals um, from moms to their daughters that are engaged um, to, to contact and hire me. That and, is awesome. Yeah, so it's like, it's funny, but it's just, again, like creating good content for the community and um, kind of positioning yourself as a staple, as like, as one of the key people in your community. Um, it's been working out really well. I talk about uh, a lot in Talk Republic about how to be very personable in your social media, in whatever you choose to do, uh, because that eventually is going to definitely lead to the people that like you as a person, which most likely will hire you because there is kind of like a relationship, even if they haven't met you per se. Uh, I watch a lot of TV and I talk on Facebook, a lot, not on Facebook, on Instagram, a lot of the TV shows that I'm watching. And it, it's crazy when I get an inquiry and people is like, oh, my God, Game of Thrones. And like we talk for like freaking 30 minutes about Game of Thrones. And there's like, OK, uh, your wedding. What's about your wedding? Yeah. So that has been great for my own business. So whoever is listening to this, start adding your interest outside of photography into your brand, because that can definitely lead to qualified leads that like your work. Mm -hmm. I think there's um, there's like a percentage split. I, I forget where I learned this. Um, Somewhere on the internet, I've stolen this from, but there is um, like a very kind of not specific breakdown, but the ideal content is something like that 30% of your content is by no means related to your business at all. Um, so that if you're doing like, if you're posting three things a day, um, like one to Instagram, one to Instagram stories, and one to Facebook, um, that one should be something that helps your your audience so in this case um hopefully brides people getting engaged or um or your local community even um that's helpful for that content um the other 33.3 should be um just something that's completely out of kind of left field unrelated and then the last percentage should be your comments or um kind of your take on something that's happening in the industry um mm. as in, in like an interesting or entertaining thing to actually watch um, or I guess read um, depending on what platform you use. Um, but if you're like entertaining, 
if you're educating everyone and then also you're kind of showing that like that you're into Game of Thrones or whatever, um, that that's kind of how you actually get people connected to you um, as like a, a whole 360 um, mm -hmm. rather than just becoming the person that's just like always talking about business or um, or always just like ranting about whatever. Um, so. That is an amazing tip. Thanks for sharing those um, stats. Yeah. Thank you for whoever posted it. I mean, I think that's great content. So I'm looking here at the couple of questions that I had planned for you. Um, one marketing goal we all should be implementing if we want to book more weddings. I would say just um, creating good content for your local community um, and positioning yourself as the expert, um, doing what you can to get expert status, making sure that you have good testimonials online, um, start like a Facebook gallery with, um, with all of those as well as like put them on your website too. Um, so the, the bonus with the Facebook galleries, if you're screenshotting kind of testimonials, um, is that whenever you upload one, people can look through all of the other ones. Um, so that rather than just like seeing one small testimonial, they get to experience the entire gallery. And there's a lot of a crazy amount of social proof that would come with like seeing 60 amazing emails. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of the the thing is just like if you're succeeding and you're doing good things, make sure people know um, that that's happening and that you're creating good work that people are happy with and then it's a good experience overall. Good. Where should we invest our money to get more leads? I would say Instagram right now. Um, every Pretty much every bride and groom that I've experienced um, in the past couple of years is there's like maybe three or four that aren't on Instagram. Um, but there are a surprising number that aren't on Facebook anymore. Yes. Um, or if they're not on Facebook um, or they're just not active on Facebook, like maybe they have an account, but um, they're posting every day their Instagram story. But Facebook, like maybe they log in like once a week now. Uh, I have I have experienced the same with my clients. They're like, mm -hmm. yeah, I have a Facebook account that I never check. Yeah. So I think um, to retarget there, um, to spend some dollars on those ads um, because you get to keep the people that, um, that follow you and they become part of, I don't know, your story and who you, um, who you are and you understand more about, I guess, how to create content for them as well, um, which I think is pretty cool. Awesome. Quick question uh, for ads. We're not going to go really deep into that, but when you create an ad on Instagram, do you use engagement or traffic objectives? Uh, I use, what do I use? I use traffic. You use traffic. So you're trying to send people to your website or to your Instagram uh, account? It's um, so when I create things, um, I'm usually creating it for a specific piece of content that I want okay. them to, um, so it's kind of whatever, whatever that is. Um, mm -hmm. but usually it's trying to get them off of Instagram, um, to a better piece of content, um, or to YouTube or, um, whatever. But yeah, it's always, it's, it's never really just to, to get them to follow me to get, um, to engage that I think that kind of organically happens in a paid Mm -hmm. sense, I guess, um, that you're organically getting that follow, even though you're paying for that lead for them to go to wherever your website is. Um, and that's worked out kind of the best for me so far. Okay. Awesome. So what are you currently loving? Doesn't have to be wedding related. <laughs> um, I'm starting a new project that I create music again. So I, it seems that all of my skills are kind of coming full circle. So I, before I was even into photography at all, I was into video production um, I had like a really crappy old camera and we went to Whistler in BC and had a little bit of a uh, snowboard trip. And I, I made this like video. Um, and that was before I had any really created any media at all. 
Um, I was just like, hey, I'm going to a cool place. I want to make a video. And that was when I was um, maybe like 16. And after that, um, I got into photography and then eventually kind of returned to video and realized that there's a lot more, um, well, it does take a lot more to edit and a lot more kind of in the back end. Um, you can tell, I think, more interesting stories that people actually get really, really connected to that photography um, that you can, you can look at a photo, you can appreciate it. Um, it's, it's really, really a great media for that. Um, but when somebody wants to sit down and they want to watch a highlight film um, or any sort of video content, um, I think it's, it's a lot more powerful of a tool and you can do a lot more um, within that space. So I kind of came back to that. And then same deal with music that um, a long time ago, I was, um, I was a musician and then I realized that I wasn't very good at it. So I got into the media side of things. Um, and so I'm going back to that because um, it's, I guess it's important as somebody that is interested in learning and interested in also kind of bringing people along and telling my experiences um, for us to get out of the photography lane every now and then and actually like learn some things, learn how to market something that's even harder than photography, um, which I think like the most oversaturated market or one of them at least is for sure the music industry and creating original music and trying to make literally any dollars from that because most of my friends that I know that are still in the industry, um, either they're struggling to get by or they're working another job in order to pay for studio time to create content to put it out there. So they're really paying to just like put their passion out there. So I'm coming at it from a marketing sense um, and really figuring out what you can do uh, to create music and to be somewhat successful in, in the one of the most oversaturated industries. And whatever I learned from that, um, whether it's successful or failure, I'm probably going to learn some stuff. So uh, definitely bring that back to photography and, and uh, talk about it in terms of, of what I guess we can use here. I love that. I always tell people to look for inspiration somewhere else outside of the photography business. Like <laughs> you want to, you know, learn about advertising, go and find a brand that you love and see what they're doing. Go and find a musician, a muse. I can't even say that word, a music band that you love and, you know, find what they're doing. So mm -hmm. there is marketing everywhere and in anything. So go and find inspiration out there. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So where can people find you? Um, Instagram is probably the best place. I am at Taylor Jackson. Um, patreon.com slash Taylor Jackson as well. That's where I do, um, or weekly videos as well as a podcast, mm -hmm. um, that's up there every week. So awesome. Yeah, so I want to add all these links to the actual text of this chat. Taylor, thank you so much for being a friend of the talk Republic. Thank you so much for all the information you share with us today. And for all of you that join us live, thank you. And if you're listening to this podcast, thank you. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right, guys, I'll talk to you very soon. And thanks for watching. Ciao. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoy today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for the Tog Republic group on Facebook. Until next week.